I'm Melissa Lee, and this is Fast Money. Tonight's trader lineup, Guy Adami, Steve Grasso, Brian Kelly, and Kate Faddis, CEO of Grace Capital. Tonight on Fast, Bitcoin goes bananas. The cryptocurrency blowing through more all-time highs. Is this record run just getting started or a bubble that's about to burst? Plus, X marks the spot. U.S. Steel hit with a double upgrade today should you roll into this hot trade. And later, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. But what about a logo? We'll tell you about GM's big tune-up as it tries to plug into the future. But we start off with the developing story out of Washington and a big warning for investors who think more government spending is a total slam dunk. Kayla Tashi kicks us off tonight. Kayla. Well, Melissa, just this afternoon, President-elect Joe Biden unveiled the final round of his cabinet picks. Officials focused on small business, labor and economic issues. But he also pulled back some of the covers on his forthcoming COVID relief proposal. He said he would be unveiling it next week and it would include unemployment insurance, rent forbearance, vaccine funding and possibly $10,000 in student debt cancellation per person. The package, he said, would be comprehensive and the price tag would be high. It is necessary to spend the money now. The answer is yes, it will be in the trillions of dollars, the entire package. But it will be, I'll be here next Thursday laying out in detail how that package is going to go. But the basic story is simple, that if we don't act now, things are going to get much worse and harder to get out of the hole. Now, one element of that package is expected to be another round of $2,000 checks for individuals, which Biden said earlier this week would be a given if the two Democratic candidates in Georgia won their Senate runoffs. They did, and that proposal has since gotten backing from leadership in Congress, but it might run into some pushback from another influential Democrat. That is West Virginia's Joe Manchin, who has considerable sway uh, within the Senate and was an architect of the previous bipartisan stimulus proposal. Now, earlier today, he told The Washington Post absolutely not would he support another round of direct checks, but his office tried to inject some nuance into that later today, saying that he would evaluate any proposal as it came and that he would be undecided uh, on any specific proposal until he actually saw what it looked like, noting that vaccines are his number one uh, priority at this point. So he is one to watch, certainly on the Hill. And just this afternoon, uh, the incoming press secretary for the administration said that $2,000 checks still remain a priority for the administration, Melissa. All right, Kayla, thank you. Kayla Tausche, and this news comes as Wall Street sets another round of records. All three major averages closing at all-time highs. But could this reality check out of Washington torpedo some of the most crowded trades on the street? We're talking lower dollar and higher yields. And, of course, a constellation of trades that revolve all around uh, lower dollar and higher yields. Guy Adami, we have uh, it's almost a foregone conclusion that there will be additional stimulus, that there will be additional fiscal spending. And here we are. We haven't even approached, uh, you know, Biden's proposal yet. And we're getting pushback. Yeah. And I'm sure Steve Grasso has views on this. And welcome back, Steve. Um, I, I don't think this there are a lot of things that can torpedo this market. I don't think this is it. I think not that I'm some political genius, but, you know, Joe Manchin is saying, you know what, I'm a Democrat but don't think you have my vote. And, I'm, and he's flexing his political muscles, and he's done it before, and he's doing it again. And he's showing the world in a lot of ways that, you know, there are a lot of powerful people in Washington. He happens to be one of them, by the way, given the way the Senate is structured. So I don't think this is why you should be concerned about the market. They'll ramp something through. And to your question, 
I think the dollar will continue to go lower, and I think rates will continue to go higher. And the trades that we've talked about, and we're going to mention it in a second, uh, those resource trades will continue to work. What is interesting about Manchin in particular, Seagrass, and I know you know this well, is that uh, he comes from a state which is very conservative. Uh, it was a big Trump win the last election as well as the election before. And so he may be reflecting the views of some of his constituents, if not his broader party at this point. Um, I don't know how you parse it because it seemed like he, his spokesperson backpedaled a little bit when Kayla called the office for follow-up on the Washington Post comments. But he said absolutely not to the Washington Post. And he also said that he didn't know what additional stimulus checks would get us in terms of getting people back their jobs. Yeah, so, so I think uh, you touched on a bunch of things there. I, you know, Guy had mentioned that he's a very powerful person the way the Senate lines up right now. That is true. That's correct. But what Joe Manchin always does is look for cover. And what I mean by that is he's looking to see if there are Republicans that are going to be voting for this stimulus plan so that he can go back to his state and say, I'm fiscally responsible and I'm not just throwing everything out and everything at this in a reckless manner. Having said that, originally when the value play started, Melissa, they talked about 10 trillion in spending. I think that we're going to see numbers. Obviously, we're not talking about 10 trillion in this stimulus package, but I believe that there's enough Republicans that will vote for this package to give Joe Manchin the cover that he needs. Plus, he's worried about vaccine. He's worried about all of the check the box issues. We are going to see an unbelievable amount of spending. We haven't had a sniff, a mm -hmm. whiff of inflation in 10 years. You're going to start to get that. If you look at the 10 year on a percentage basis, 10 years up 110 percent since August. We are going to see inflation that we could only dream of. That's why value is going to outperform. Yeah. So so basically, so far, Grasso and Guy say that this is all just a political game, which I totally buy, Brian Kelly. Um, but how do you see this panning out? And I ask you in particular, because you're the only person, the only trader on this Fast Money panel, uh, broadly, who's, who questioned stimulus and who questioned uh, Congress's ability to get any stimulus through throughout the fall. And you were right. I, I, well, thank you. I was right, but the market kept going up. I mean, yeah. we had a little bit of a, a blip, but the market kept going up. And I think what was going on is this anticipation. So let's look six months out. Are we going to have some political wrangling? Absolutely. This is, we, we already know this. It's going to be nothing like what we saw over the last four years, I don't think. And I don't think the market thinks that. This is how the so-called sausage is made. But anybody who thinks that there's not going to be massive spending coming is just not paying attention. So, I, I, you know, I, I actually, you know, when Joe Manchin clarified that, I think he made some interesting points. He's saying, listen, you know, let's focus on the things that are going to get us back to work. Let's focus on getting the vaccine. That's going to open up the country again, rather than just sending somebody a $2,000 check. That's very different than saying we're not spending any money. It's saying spend the money in the right place. And I think that's the political message. That's why, I mean, the market had a blip on it, yeah. but really, it didn't, it didn't really impact it because I think the market's saying, hey, six months from now, we're going to have a lot of spending. So let's assume that we do have a lot of spending, that we do get stimulus checks in some form, whether they're a little bit smaller or more targeted in terms of who receives them, Kate. Does that mean rally on for some of these trades that have gone higher on the back of higher yields and a lower dollar? Rally on materials, rally on banks, which, by the way, for the week, 
is up. T they're up 10 percent, Kate. You know, Melissa, I think I'm with BK on this one. Six months down the line, what's going to matter is do we have a vaccine rollout? People need to go back to work. They got to go back to restaurants. They got to we got to get this economy going. So I am not that concerned about this issue. I, I think the most important thing is to get the vaccine going so we can get the economy moving. And I and if we can do that, then these trades are going to continue to work. Is that the way you are positioning yourself? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Guy Adami, banks keep going. They keep running. Resource trade keeps keeps running. All that. Resource, resource trade definitely, yeah, the resource trade is going to continue to work. We haven't wavered on that for a long time. This is, we're not talking in a vacuum here. This has been something we've talked about. Tim's talked about it when he's on for months, if not longer. So that works. Banks, you know, we outlined why banks work, and we did it in the form of a math problem. And I think you have, I think you have J.P. Morgan a week from today. I think banks continue to rally into that earnings report, and we'll see what happens. I think the prudent thing to do, by the way, given the run, is to stay with a lot of these names into that J.P. Morgan release and then maybe take some profits ahead of it. That makes sense. Um, but again, if you're looking for the metric, in my opinion, it comes in the form of price to tangible book. That's the only thing you need to look at when they release earnings next week into the following week. Do the Mansion comments, Steve Gross, will give you any pause about some of the quote-unquote blue wave trades that have been ripping even prior to the Georgia elections, We're talking about green energy, for instance, like EVs, um, infrastructure plays. Zero. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, Joe Manchin is a, a, a very um, uh, professional politician and he knows how to play his state. He knows how to play the circles that he's in. I think that you're going to see massive spend in alternative energy. I think you're going to see massive spend across the board. There's not a lot of uh, rain that's going to be pulled in on the spending um, area. And, and, and for the most part, Melissa, inflation is the key. You have to be a buyer of the banks. Rates are moving higher. We haven't seen this environment in such a long time. I don't think people are going to understand how to react to it. And if you look at where we've come from since the summer, the value trade where the banks are at the epicenter of that has taken the market by storm and people aren't really sure what to make of it, which means that it's going to go a lot further than people think. Brian Kelly, I know you like to be a contrarian oftentimes. Being a contrarian today mm -hmm. would yes. mean positioning yourself for a stronger dollar and for lower yields. Is that in yes. you at all well, or no? I mean, certainly, I'm all, I'll tell you where, yes, I'm always looking for the bus that I can't see, right? You always get hit. You never get hit by the bus you can see, so I'm always looking for the one you can't see. Here's where I think the contrarian play is. I think banks are okay for now. I like Morgan Stanley in the financials because they've got the wealth management arm. However, I think as the 10-year approaches 2%, and we're far away from that, I think the Fed actually caps rates at 2%, which I think is going to limit banks' earnings power. So that is where I, the contrarian play comes in, is a yield cap at 2%. Hmm. Uh, Kate, you're a little bit contrarian in that you think that maybe it's time to start looking out of banks. Correct, Melissa. I think the banks have gotten a little long in the tooth. You may recall that I pitched PNC back in November, see how well that stock has done. 
I think the banks, uh, you got to be selective. The easy money has been made. I think the banks do work, but valuation matters. So that, that's my problem with the banks here. I, I think going into next week, I would be looking for an orderly exit out of this bank. Just think about it. Think about potentially lightning positions, being selective. Uh, easy money has been made. Are you still in PNC? I am. Okay. Let's get now to our call of the day, and we're talking about a double upgrade. This is rare. U.S. Steel soaring 9% after Deutsche Bank raised its rating from a sell to a buy. Skip the whole thing. Upping the price target sevenfold to 28 bucks a share. Deutsche saying the stars are aligning for integrated steel producers in this environment. The stock is now at its highest level in nearly two years. Steel prices are up almost 70% guy in three months alone. What do you think of X? Did you see, uh, I know we only have a half hour, I apologize. Did you see the movie A Christmas Story by any chance? Is that the one with the little kid in it? He exactly. looks at the pole. Yeah, yeah. I've and you might that. recall the scene. You, you might recall the scene in the playground where they triple. They go right to Triple Dog Dare with Flick, yeah. and and they they make him remember that didn't work out yeah. particularly well. Well, that's effectively what Deutsche Bank is doing. So first of all, the folks at Deutsche Bank don't at me, but thanks for nothing. Number one, they had a four dollar price target. They raised it to twenty eight. Okay, that's fine. We've talked about these names now again, as I mentioned for a long time. I do think U.S. Steel goes to twenty eight. Probably goes higher than that. I mean, all these levered plays have been working. They'll continue to work. So I guess better late than never. I shouldn't fricassee Deutsche Bank here, although it's a good forum to do it. Uh, I think it continues to rally better late than never through 28, in my opinion. Yeah. Brian Kelly. Yeah, I think I'm in that boat. I mean, you said steel prices are up 70%. I mean, the old adage is that all the good things about inflation happen in the beginning. And so that's where we are right now. And if you think about it, where are they going to get kind of these sales from? Well, they're going to get it from infrastructure spending. Joe Biden said today, next Thursday, I'm going to lay out the whole plan. It's going to be in the trillions. That's what we're going to see. That's what the market's going to anticipate. So I do think there's more room to run on this. And we'll worry about the rest of it at, you know, Q3, Q4 of 21. All right. Coming up another day, another record high for Bitcoin. We'll break down the hot trades in the crypto craze straight ahead. Plus, GM plugs into the future. The company unveiling a new logo today. And let's just say, got us talking. We'll show it to you when Fast Money rolls on. Welcome back to Fast Money. Bitcoin blowing through new records today. The cryptocurrency gaining 33% this week alone. And in case you missed it, Morgan Creek's Anthony Pompliano joined us last night here on Fast. Listen to what he said about Bitcoin is headed. If you really think about in the technology world, we talk about 10x improvements of products. Bitcoin is at least 10x better than gold in every way. Um, and so I think that if you just think of a Bitcoin product that is 2x better and market cap kind of follows that, that would put Bitcoin at a million dollars a coin, right? Just 2x gold's market cap. In case you thought you heard wrong, that's a million dollars a coin. Uh, BK, we were specifically talking about JP Morgan's note on, on uh, Bitcoin from earlier in the week, and they were making the point that there have been outflows from gold and inflows into Bitcoin as Bitcoin has ramped. And so the notion is that uh, Bitcoin would be a replacement. Are you on board with that? Because that seems to be the main driver these days uh, for the bullish thesis on Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it, listen, it's digital gold. That, that narrative has taken off this year among the institutional community. And just to put a couple numbers around that, so we have gold roughly, its, market, its total value is about 10 trillion. 
Bitcoin's at about 700 billion, 800 billion right now. That JP Morgan note talked about if all of the money came out of gold into Bitcoin, that would be somewhere around $2.7 trillion. So that's probably almost what, a quadruple from the price from where we are right now, uh, maybe a little bit more. A quadruple puts you at JP Morgan's price of 146,000. So it's not necessarily unreasonable. My only concern is when you, you know, and I think Pomp made a great point. My only concern is when you have these, you know, these, these big upside targets, then people say, hey, I'm just gonna load into it here. And I'd always, I just, I've been doing it for years, but I remind people, Bitcoin has months where it's down 30, 40%. So you could buy at 40,000 today and watch it go to 20,000 and that would not be unusual. Yeah, uh, and we should make the point too that Anthony made clear that you could see wild swings on the way to a million dollars a coin, up 20% or down 20% or 30% for that matter. Kate, uh, Kate, I, I imagine that your clients are inquiring. I mean, this has got to be on everybody's mind. So how, how do you approach that? Honestly, uh, Melissa, uh, Bitcoin is not my joint. I'm jealous of the people who are in it and made a lot of money. I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and, and why Bitcoin? If you say cryptocurrency generally, okay, you know, supply and demand. If Bitcoin is doing that well, it will attract other cryptocurrencies. So I, I'm going to sit on the sidelines on this one. All right. So, uh, Steve Grasso, here's a would you rather then. Yeah. Gold or Bitcoin right here, right now. Oh, it's got to be it's got to be Bitcoin. And when you when you sit here, we're traders and we're looking for the most outsized uh, performance gains. You're not going to get that with gold, although you can think gold is moving higher. And I always bet on the miners over the metal. But when you're looking at Bitcoin, to BK's point, yes, you could be down uh, 10, 20, 30 percent. And then it rifles up. I mean, if you were at the beginning of the year, you could bought all you wanted below ten thousand dollars you would look like a hero right now. I think the huge takeaway with Bitcoin is it's becoming more acceptable. People are starting to understand it more and there's more vehicles that you could actually buy Bitcoin through. And you could, BK and I talk about this all the time. There's at least once a week I say, okay, what's the best way for the average person to buy Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. So I think my clients, institutions and everyone else are more acceptable of actually owning it. Right. By the way, value investor Bill Miller calling for Bitcoin to double in the next 12 to 18 months. You can read all about it exclusively on our website. Head on over to CNBC.com slash pro to check it out. Meantime, coming up, GM gets a facelift. The company putting its logo in the rearview mirror. What it says about the automaker's future plans when Fast Money returns. Welcome back to Fast Money. GM is getting a big tune-up. I put big in quotes personally. The car maker pulling the wraps off its new logo today. It's part of a marketing campaign that focuses on electric vehicles. Here is a side-by-side -side comparison of the logos, old and new. It is revolutionary how it's changed, Gross. I'm joking, by the way. And I know you don't have a return, but I know you know what these new <laughs> logos look like. So basically, it's all caps to lowercase, maybe rounder edges. I don't know. Grasso, what do you think? It's a, it's a softer side. I, I, maybe they have to move to the future. They have to move towards towards the uh, EV side. They have to change. It can't be your dad's or our grandfather's uh, automobile company 
any longer. It's got to be a tech company. What's changed it for Tesla and for these EV companies, it's they become tech companies, they become battery companies. They're not just the hunk of metal and hunk of steel anymore. There's nothing like lowercase to say you're a tech company. Um, we'll move on, though. <laughs> As we wrap up the show, it is a big day for us here on Fast Money. 14 years ago, the magic that is Fast Money was born. And Guy Adami has been with us since day one. Guy, what a ride. It's unbelievable. And listen, you know, we've gotten so close over the years. You've been with us a dozen of those 14 years, and you do a most amazing job hosting this show. But it's from everybody. It's thanks to Mark Hoffman, who put us in this place mm -hmm. to succeed, all the panelists that have come on. But most importantly, thanks to the audience that's been with us the entire time, because if we didn't have the audience, we wouldn't have a show. So, Mel, thank you. Thank everyone. And thank you to the audience. It's been an absolute honor to be here. Oh, thank you, Guy, for being uh, the OG, for, for sticking with this for all these years and, and carrying through the, the Fast Money flavor over, over the years. Um, it is time now for the final trade. I'm going to tear up. <laughs> Let's go around the horn. Steve Grasso. So this is one of my favorite SPACs, Star Peak Energy, STPK. Started the week at $18, traded up to 30 That means it's going much higher in my book. Kate Battis. I'm going to go with Alibaba, down 20% from its all-time high on this problem with China. I think it's a gift. Yeah, this is a nice bounce today. BK. So if you want a longer-term investment that will both literally and figuratively fly over all the noise we're having right now, Virgin Galactic Space. The Negotiator. Woo. You know, we started this show years ago with MasterCard. Good enough to end tonight with it. M.A. Mel. The, the original negotiator, by the way. <laughs> that does it for us here on Fast Money. Happy 14 years. Don't move a muscle. We've got a huge options action show to ring in the new year. So stay with us.